Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lukotah Sichas, Chelekid Gimel, Parshas Nosoi, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learn about the counting of the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Kahos, Ubnei Merari, the counting of the Levim. And there are three parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, present that everything in the Torah is Nitzchi, is eternal, and so we have to understand where do we find the counting of the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Kahos, Ubnei Merari today in our Avedis Hashem. Number two, explain why Yidin had to be in the Midbar for 40 years. And number three, based on this, explain how the counting of the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Kos, Ubnei Merari exists today in Avedis Adam. Like we spoke many times, the rule that that the Torah is eternal is in full effect in regards to the whole Torah, every part of the Torah. Also those things that don't exist in Gashmis in our times, they too exist now in Ruchnius, just like all parts of the Torah. And it's not just that they happen to exist in Ruchnius as a second option, but they don't have the best option, which is Gashmius. But rather, as we know, that Ruchnius is the source of Gashmius. So their existence in Ruchnius is of great significance and value. And so too in regards to what's taught in our parsha, which is the counting of the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Merari, and also the start of the counting of the Bnei Kos. At the end of the previous parsha, which the counting also of Bnei Kos concludes in our parsha. So the same is true regarding the counting of the Bnei Gershon, the Bnei Merari, and the Bnei Kos, that even though in Gashmias, it's not Nitzchi, it's not eternal, because the command to count them, and also their counting, only happened once, which was in the second year after leaving Mitzrayim. But nevertheless, this idea in Ruchnius is Nitzchi, it's eternal in each and every generation. So this will be understood by first explaining the following. There's a question over here that we have to understand, which is, why did the Yidden need to be in the Midbar for 40 years? Now it's true that through the Chet Maraglam, it was decreed on the Yidden not to enter Eretz Yisrael for 40 years. It was a year for each day of the Avera. The Avera was for 40 days, and so it was decreed that they would not enter Eretz Yisrael for 40 years. However, the decree was only in regards to not entering Eretz Yisrael. It was Midah Keneged Midah, for the Yidden not wanting to enter the land, so they did not enter the land. But according to this, they could have been in a Mokim Yishuv, in a habitable place for those 40 years, instead of the Midbar. And especially, we're talking about over here, about the Midbar HaGadol V'Aneira, Nachash Sarah V'Akra V'Tzimayin, Asher Ein Mayim. So why did they didn't have to be in the Midbar for those 40 years? And the explanation for this, that they didn't have to be in the Midbar for 40 years is, as is explained by the Alter Rebbe in the Torah, in the beginning of our parsha, the Alter Rebbe says, Tam Nesiyosam Midbar, Im HaMishkan V'Kelov, the reason they didn't travel in the Midbar, with the Mishkan and its Kelim, It was only to be Machnia, to subdue the Koyach of the nourishment of the Chitzainim, of the Sitra Achra, of the Klippa. That the Sheirish, the source of their nourishment, is specifically in the Midbar, like the Altar Rebbe explains over there in the Mimer. And even more so, it wasn't just in order to be Machnia, Koyach, Nikasachitzainim. It was that it was even more so that through this, through their traveling in the Midbar, they were also drawing down a Lukus. And in order to accomplish this, the Yidin had to be in the Midbar for 40 years. And it, we could see this in a very simple and clear way, in a physical way. Through the Yidin traveling in the Midbar, the Anan, the cloud, killed the snakes and scorpions, which is similar to the idea of being Machni, Akayach, and 
And they also transformed the Midbar to a Makim Yishuv, to a habitable place, which is like the idea of bringing down Alakus. And the way we see that they transformed it to a, to a Makim Yishuv, to a habitable place, is because a Midbar is different than a habitable place in two aspects. Number one, people don't live there. And when the Yidin were there, so then 600,000 Yidin lived there. And number two, it's not planted. However, when the Yidim were in the Midbar, the water from the well of Miriam made grasses and trees grow to a very, very great degree. And according to all of this, we can now connect this to the counting of the Levium. So this is the reason, the Pnimisinonim, that the Levium were counted specially in connection to their Aveda, to their work of carrying the Mishkan and its Kalim. Because through counting them, this made them into something important, into a Dover Choshev. And therefore, the Midbar won't have an effect on them, since something which is counted is not bottle. When it comes to Isra Heter, items that are counted, they're not bottle. And so too, through counting the Yidin, they became, became a Dover Chashev, an important thing, and they're not bottle. And even more, not only are they not bottle, to the contrary, they had the power to transform the Midbar to a Mokim Yishev, to a habitable place. According to this, we can now come back to the beginning of the Sicha, where we said that the counting of the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Kahasu, Bnei Merari is Nitzchi, is eternal in Ruchnius. Because this idea of making from a Midbar, a Mokim Yishuv, a habitable place, and the strength given for this through the Tzivui to count the Levium, this thing is Nitzchi, it's eternal in every generation. Because when a person contemplates the surroundings that they are found in, so there are times that it's such that their surroundings are a Midbar, Asher Yashav Adam It's an its surroundings where Hashem is not found because the people that they live amongst are not serving Hashem. And those who do know and are inspired to live according to what Hashem teaches in the Torah, but still it says, Nobody is perfect. At the very least, what you're going to find is that a person is lacking from the level that they should be at. So according to this, the person is found in a midbar, Asher Yashav Sham. It's a desert, it's, which is desolate of Adamalian, of Hashem. Because Hashem isn't there in a way of Yashav, of permanence. And so then a person can fall into Atzvos and Yish, into sadness and despair, and leave their Shluchas with Ania Ircha, their Shluchas to help those who are poor Baruchnis that they are living amongst, they could leave their shlichus because of this atzvus and yish, and run to another place. And so to this comes the hirah, to travel to the midbar, and to change the midbar, just like the traveling of the yidin in the midbar in our parsha. So just like they traveled in the midbar, by the tzivri, the command of Hashem, and they transformed the midbar to a makim yishuv, to a habitable place, the same is true in regards to each and every yid in all times. That wherever a yid may be found, even if it's a midbar shamim, a completely desolate desert, there's no godliness there. Their being there is not chas v'shalom by chance, but rather by the shluchas of Hashem. May Hashem mitzadeh gever kananu. A person's steps where a person finds themselves is planned and it's directed by Hashem. And it's in order to change the place, to change that midbar to a mokim yishuv, to a habitable place for the Adam for Hashem.
And according to what the Rambam writes, the Rambam over there in Hilchah Shemitah V'yevil talks about the role of Shevet Levi, that it, it is, like we'll see, Loheres Drocha V'yashorim, Umishpata V'atzadikim, L'Rabbam, to teach the Rabbam about Torah and Mitzvahs. So the Rambam writes afterwards, V'loi Shevet Levi Bovad, it's not Shevet Levi alone, Elokol Ish V'ish, but rather each and every person, Asher Nadvar Ruchay Oisei, that their spirit has that generosity, L'hibodol Lamed L'fnei Hashem L'shar Seichul, to separate and stand in front of Hashem to serve Him, say, Yi Hashem Chalke V'nachalosei, Hashem will be that person's portion and heritage, K'mesha Zochah L'kayinim L'alavim, like the Kayinim and Levim received to have that role. So what this means is that each and every Yid, if they just not they have that generosity from their spirit to do this, to to teach the Rabbim and bring them closer to Hashem, so they will be given the strength and the importance, like we said about a Dover Choshev that's counted, from Lamaila from above to the extent that they won't be bottle. And then one will go from level to level, rise higher and higher. From Nasa Yisroish Gam, that's what it says by Bnei Gershom. It speaks about Nasa Yisroish Bnei Gershom Gam. Gam means also, which means in addition to one that's higher than them, they'll go to Nasa Yisroish, like it says about Kahos, which means Nasa Yisroish, not in addition to someone's higher than them, but on their own. And through this, through this strength that's given the Milo, and the person rising higher and higher, one will have the ability to make the place that they're in. Even if at first it was a midbar into a dear Eloyes Baruch, through the strength that they get from above, and they become a davar choshev that's not bottle, and rising from level to level, that will give a person to turn the place that they're in, which at first may have been a midbar, where Hashem wasn't found, into a dear Eloyes Baruch, a place where Hashem is found. So until now we spoke about how this applies to a person when they look in their, at their surroundings. We're going to move on to now explain how this also applies in a person's own Aveda. So this Aira also applies to Aveda Sa'adam with oneself. When a person makes a Cheshben Sedek, they make a calculation of their past. At times the Sacha Kel, the total, the bottom line is that their conduct is like that of a Midbar. It's a place where Hashem is not found. And through this, one may chas shalom come to Yush, to despair, thinking, how am I able to change my behavior? And especially if they behave this way twice, which the Gemara says that if a person does an Avera and then does it again, it's Nasalik Keheter. A person starts feeling like it's mutter, like it's permitted. And especially if it was more than twice, where then we say, Hergel Nasa Teva, what a person gets used to doing becomes their nature. So to this comes the Hera, that just like the Levim who were 30 years and older, they were counted from 30 to 50. So the youngest was 30. And until then, they didn't do the Avaid of the Mishkan. They never did it. And yet they were given the strength to carry the Mishkan and to transform the Midbar to a Mokim Yishuf, to a habitable place. And not only were they given the strength to do this, they also actually did it. They succeeded at it. And so the same is true for each and every one. That notwithstanding their state until now, if one will decide that from now on they're going to take the role of Shevet Levi, like we said, to stand before Hashem and to serve Him, so they will be given the strength to purify, purify themselves. And like it says about the Levim, they didn't just purify themselves, but also their garments from all the negative things, which is similar to what the Levim did when they carried the Mishkan and the Kalim and the Midbar, that were Machniah, the Sitra Achra. So the person will be given the strength to purify themselves from all the negative things of the past when they were a Midbar. And also furthermore, like we said, the Levim accomplished through carrying the Mishkan and the Kalim and Midbar, which is to draw down Gililikus in their Nefesh. So a person will be given the strength to both purify themselves and their garments from all the negative things in their past, and also to be mamshech gililikus in their nefesh.
And now we're going to conclude with a point about both of these ideas of a person in their surroundings and a person with themselves, within themselves. And that is that in order that a person and their surroundings should become a dear Eloyez Baruch, so the Aveda needs to be with both paths, both Kavim of Sur Meirah and Asaytayv, similar to when a person wants to prepare a dira, a person wants to prepare a place for a king, so they need to first remove all the dirt and filth, and then to arrange nice furniture. So, so too, also in making a dira for Hashem, both Sur Meirah and Asaytayv are needed. And this is also hinted to this detail of the Surmira and Asaytayv is hinted to in the Bnei Gershon and Bnei Kahas who carried the Mishkan. The name Gershon is from the word Gerishin, which is to chase away, which is Surmira, to remove the bad. And the name Kahas is from the word Hamim, which means to gather, which means to bring in good things, which is Asaytayv. And just like Gershon was born before Kahas, so too that's the order in Aveda. That first comes Surmira, and afterwards comes the Asaytayv. Like in the example of making a dira for a king, that first person has to remove the dirt, and only afterwards they can bring in the nice furnishings. Now the effects of the Aveda of Surmira and Asaytayv are understood from the difference between what the Bnei Gershon and the Bnei Kos carried. Bnei Gershon carried the Urias of the Mishkan, the curtains, the coverings, and the Bnei Kos carried the Kalim. And the difference between the Urias and the Kalim is that the Urias surround and they protect. They protected the Mishkan, whereas the Kalim, each one has a special Aveda in use. So that's similar to Surmira and Asaytayv. So what they represent in Aveda is the Surmira, that's like the Urias, because they protect the person from that which is Osir and harmful. And Asaytayv is through an active doing with the person's body, like the Kalim. Each one had a separate use and purpose. And through the two Avedas of Sur Meiran Asaytayev, the Mishkan is made and the person makes a dear Loyiz Baruch.